Hi, just before we get started with today's episode, this last week we had a 48-hour flash sale on Puppy Parenting 101, which is my signature program for puppies, teaching you everything you could possibly need to know to bring up your puppy in a safe and caring way. And you also get eight weeks of direct instant messenger support with me for all your questions. So that 48-hour period has now expired, but I had a few messages in from people who listen to the podcast saying, I'm not on your email list, but I heard you had this offer. So we've decided to extend this offer just for people who listen to the podcast. So just for you guys until the 24th of September. So until the 24th of September, 2023, all you need to do do is follow the link in the show notes and use the code puppypodcast. So P-U-P-P-Y-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. So puppypodcast, use that at checkout. You can use it on all of the payment plans and that will give you just over 30% off of the program. Okay, so you've got till the 24th of September. If you're a puppy parent or you're a parent of a dog who has had no prior training, check it out. It might be good for you. Okay, let's get to the episode. Parenting your much-loved dog is a relationship like no other. Our dogs are individuals and there is no one-size-fits-all when it comes to training. Hi, I'm Dr. Holly Tett, professional dog trainer and clinical psychologist. And each week on Letters from Your Dog, we'll look at understanding specific dog training questions and struggles from your dog's point of view. Thanks for being here. Let's get to the episode. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Holly from Paws Up Dogs. And today we are answering a listener question. So I asked in my Facebook group what you guys would like to hear about on the podcast. If you're not in that group yet, do you feel very welcome to come and join? It's free. It's called Kindness is Essential, Not Optional Dog Training Support. So one of the responses was from Kelly and Kelly asked the question how can I prepare my dog for neighbours with a dog when the house next door has been empty for a couple of years so I'll say that one more time so how can I prepare my dog for neighbours with a dog when the house next door has been empty for a couple of years okay this is a really interesting question and it's quite specific which I love so there's a few things to think about here Yes, we might immediately go to thinking about dog sounds, right? And how that might be potentially worrying or triggering or exciting for your dog. Um, What you also want to think about as well, though, is people sounds. So often it's not just the fact that there's a new dog next door. It's things like doors closing, front doors closing, for example, doorbells or knocking happening that your dog might think is happening at your door (laughs) if you're semi-detached or if you're in a flat or an apartment when the doors are quite close together often what can happen is the dog thinks it's their house that's being knocked on Um, also just the sound of people talking can be quite triggering for some dogs so think definitely about the dog moving in we'll talk about that in a second but sometimes it can be helpful as well to think a little bit more broadly about other sounds that might happen when people start to move in especially if you've got an adjoining wall of some description so where I used to live I lived in a Victorian conversion I was deta- I was attached on one side to the house next door and because <laughs> those buildings were not made to be Um, as they were they'd obviously been adapted and changed so the walls were not soundproofed at all (laughs) so you know if someone had an argument of course I'm there with a glass against the wall no I'm only joking well partially Um, it's very juicy when you hear people arguing isn't it (laughs) but yeah I could hear every word so 
the dogs when we were when those people first moved in because we had a little gap as well when the new neighbors moved in initially because they'd got used to the silence whenever the door went they would look up so just thinking about things like that as well can be helpful so let's think a little bit now about the dog side of things so the fact that there's a dog moving in next door so there's lots of potential things that may be triggering for your dog and when I say triggering I mean either anxiety or excitement inducing or a bit of both sometimes um so the first one is actually probably scent because as we know dogs noses are incredible so even if the dog next door is silent (laughs) um never barks ever in their life um, and is relatively still and isn't doing anything too exciting even the scent of a new dog is going to be something that your dog is probably going to pick up on especially if you have outside space that's next door to the person next door when that dog's out in the garden they're going to be able to smell them so there's not like it's not worrying it's just that your dog might be more alert initially to that smell of that dog and for some dogs that are very triggered in an anxiety-based way by smell we might want to think about some things that we can do to help with that so if that is an issue let me know and I might do a follow-up episode on how you can think about working with that but probably the thing that is most triggering for lots of dogs is is sound <laughs> sight as well but when we're thinking about being in the context of the house and them not being able to see the other dog necessarily um sound is going to be the most obvious thing so obviously there's lots of advice online about doing things like in playing a recording of a dog barking for example and scattering food or giving your dog a chew whilst they listen to that recording and if you are going to choose to do that and there's nothing wrong with that I would just think about firstly what's your dog react your dog's reaction to dogs barking generally is that something that worries them or not (laughs) because if if it is you might want to think about starting that recording as far away from your dog as possible so maybe that recording is playing in the kitchen and your dog is enjoying a chew or something in another room of the house as they as you look at them and you see no reaction no worried body language no ears pinned back no kind of whale eye or looking up from what they're doing like what's that noise if you're not seeing any of that gradually over time you can bring that recording closer to your dog and then increase the volume because volume is the thing that's going to be the the biggest trigger usually either volume or being startled so let's say your dog is fast asleep on their back with their legs in the air and then the dog next door starts barking at something that kind of startle response as we all know that kind of gets your heart going doesn't it (laughs) so we want to we want to think about that a little bit as well so you definitely can do that you can think about getting recordings of dogs barking recordings of dogs scratching that can be another thing scratching at the floor um running can be another thing if you've got outside space and they're going to be thundering along the fence line just be aware though that recordings can have limited efficacy (laughs) and the reason for that is because firstly a lot of dogs catch on to the fact that it's not real And secondly, it's never going to sound exactly like the dog that moves in is going to sound. Obviously, we know there's a huge range of barking from like really kind of shrill barking to much deeper barking, quiet barking, loud barking, different types of vocalizations. So there's nothing wrong with it. It can't hurt, but it may not have the desired effect in terms of your dog being like, I don't really care about barking, for example. So what I would probably do instead, and this is, if you have some time, this is something you can do ahead of time. If not, no problem. You can do it when the dog's already there. And that is trying to teach a conditioned response to 
sparking happening. And what you choose is totally up to you, but what you want to think about is just choosing something that's really easy for your dog. So I'm going to give you a few examples, and I want you to choose the one that you think is the easiest for them. And if there isn't one, you could think about something that would be better suited to your dog. So the pattern that we want is dog barks next door, and you can insert in that place anything that's happening so it could be dog barks next door person shouts next door person thunders up and down the stairs next door next door's doorbell goes whatever it is that's the trigger but let's stick with dog barking for now so dog barks next door and you are going to ask for something simple so let's say your dog's name is cody you could say cody touch and get him to come and touch your hand cody on your bed get him to run to his bed cody up up get him to jump on the sofa um cody come which is just come to me so again something you want to choose is going to be something that's really simple for your dog but basically what you're teaching is when i hear that sound i have a job to do i've got a response i'm going to run to my parent i'm going to run to my bed and when i get to that place i'm going to have the best party ever with my person I'm going to be rewarded with my favorite treats or my toy or my affection or whatever it is that I love that's going to be my reward and that's going to be my reward every single time (laughs) so this is the bit that you have to be really consistent with and I'd be doing this for months to be honest don't slack off (laughs) when you think oh they've got it um Because just like anything, in order for it to continue to be effective, it needs to continue to be rewarding. It does not want to feel like a chore to your dog. It does not want to feel like something hard and difficult where they have to make a decision in that moment. Do I do the thing I'm being asked to do or do I stand here and freeze or do I stand here and start barking or some other response? So getting them to come and do that thing, usually with movement in there if you possibly can. So racing to touch your hand, racing to their bed, all of that stuff's really helpful over time that's going to produce a conditioned response so sound equals hand touch or sound equals jump on the sofa (laughs) now some of you listening may be thinking okay that's great holly but what about when i'm not there good question So obviously when you aren't there, it's going to be very hard for your dog to do some of these things. Now, some super duper dogs may still run to their bed, but of course you're not going to be there to reward them. So that behavior might start to degrade. I would say though that most dogs won't do it when you're not there. So thinking about that is important. And what you might do is put some kind of management pieces in place. So leave the television on loud, try to drown out some of that sound. If possible, take your dog with you or don't leave for the first couple of weeks just while they're getting used to this new transition you know take them to daycare if if you use daycare go on a little trip whatever it is but try and minimize the amount of time that they're left alone with the potential to hear those triggers um because what we don't want is them to start associating being alone with something scary so a little bit of management in that that way can be really helpful The other thing I would do generally is to increase the amount of enrichment-based activities you're offering your dog during this period. Now, with enrichment, obviously, the the more the better. Just like all of us, we love to have an enriching life. We love to do things that we enjoy. So just try and up that a little bit. So make sure at least every day they've got two to three enrichment-type activities. Remember, enrichment isn't just a stuffed Kong or a bone. Enrichment is a walk sniffing in the woods with you. 
enrichment is playing some fun training games and really building a connection with you it's not just about having a puzzle toy a puzzle toy is great there's nothing wrong with that but it should be part of your dog's enrichment routine rather than the sole thing if that makes sense so yeah get them using their nose get them exploring ripping things up doing all of that good stuff um, and just think about whatever you're doing now can you try and double it so if you're doing one at the moment can you do two if you're doing two can you do four just challenge yourself a little bit because what that's going to do is help your dog to feel calmer hopefully in general and help them to feel like they're having their needs met so even when this potentially scary or exciting things happens they should be able to recover a little bit more quickly that's the plan anyway (laughs) I would also say try not to pre-worry too much for a couple of reasons so firstly dogs often really surprise us so often when we think oh my gosh this is going to be a nightmare I don't know how we're going to get through this this is going to be really difficult then we're in the situation and the dog is just acing it and we're like, okay, you're impressing me right now. This is pretty cool. <laughs> so that's one thing that can happen. Even if it doesn't though, even if it is difficult and challenging, don't forget that this is a transitionary period. This is not forever. So when, for example, again, when I moved, moved into my new property, um, lots and lots and lots of dogs where we live, lots, <laughs> they're everywhere. I see a different dog every day, honestly lots of barking lots of barking outside and my Pyrenean mountain dog who is bred to guard in my old house when dogs barked she was we have a a three bark agreement so she would do a three little barks to say hey there's a noise and then she would come and lie down on her bed and I would reward her and so we got to the point where she barely even barked to be honest fast forward to the new place new sounds new echoes new volumes and we were back to barking in a big way (laughs) so we did exactly the method that I've just talked to you about and now if there's a really shocking bark a different bark or if she's startled she definitely will bark but we do the three bark and then run to your bed otherwise little sounds that happen normal barks that she's used to she'll usually just go (laughs) which is very cute little grumpy grumpy noise and then she'll usually put her head down and go back to sleep or finish doing whatever it was that she was doing so it is a transitionary period it's normal for your dog to have some kind of reaction to this change and if they do don't panic about it they just have to get used to these new sounds and smells and sights potentially that are happening um in their home or next to their home (laughs) and you can work through it and the last thing as well this may be obvious but try to build a good relationship with your neighbor for lots of reasons but also mainly thinking about the dogs because it may be that your dog struggles with this transition it may be that their dog struggles with this transition maybe this is a bit of a different conversation but maybe when you're out in the garden if you've got a see-through fence or something their dog might be really barking at your dog any there's any kind of combination of scenarios here so building a relationship without judgment without blame just oh how can we work together to make this as calm for everyone as possible so next summer when we're sat outside we can all sit outside in peace that can never be a bad thing (laughs) so take them some cookies take them a welcome card whatever it might be to kind of build that relationship before it's a problem before you need to have a difficult conversation 
All right, Kelly, I hope that was helpful. And for anyone else for whom this might be a situation either now or in the future. And just before I go, don't forget that we have um, that special offer for puppy parents that I spoke about at the beginning of this call. So if you're a puppy parent or someone with a new rehomed dog, go check that out. And I will speak to you next week. Okay, take care. Bye for now.